Ad Creeps, a podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm Courtney, and I'm here with my best bud, Al. It's me, I'm Al, interrupting you. Wow. I'm here to say that you are cool. Wow. <laughs> da, da. <laughs> my name is Courtney. <laughs> I'm your cheerleader today. I wish. You did come in and do the splits. <laughs> I did, yeah. Just... And boy, are things in trouble down there. <laughs> I can't believe you committed to the bit so hard where your back hurts, your tummy hurts, Everything you're about me is in pain now. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on a timeline, folks. We got to get going so Al can take some pain medication. <laughs> Al, I do have a short and sweet one for you today. Oh, I like that. This was when I looked at something in my refrigerator mm-hmm. and I said... Why? Oh, in your refrigerator. In, well, yeah. Or well, in the world's refrigerator. In the world's refrigerator. Okay. I opened the world's pantry. Antarctica. Yeah. Ooh. Is the world's refrigerator. You're right. That's <laughs> where we keep all the penguins. <laughs> uh, and I thought, why? And why? so then I found out. Okay. You described in the car right here, you said Ag Creeps was... It's well, like a book club for TV commercials. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> this is it. Absolutely. Excellent. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Oh! <laughs> Steve Henson wanted to live a true frontier life. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't like the frontier life? Well, the frontier life is very, you know, uh, what? one might say Colonial? there's a yeah sort of a heavy dip of colonialism and imperialism in the frontier life. Do you remember, I think it was in like the 2010s where the blogosphere was taken over by like women who were like housewives. Cottagecore? Yeah. Trad no, wives? No, no, no. It was it was like, I'm I moved I'm a city girl, but I moved to the country and now I cook for my husband who's a cowboy. Yeah. And here are my recipes. That's some white nationalism is yeah. what that is. <laughs> like pioneer, I think her name was like Pioneer Girl or something. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a whole thing. Ugh. It was a whole thing. He had been living in Nebraska, working as a cowboy on several ranches across the area. The area had a long history of African-American cowboys. From the 1960s, sorry, from the 1860s on, I wonder why 1860, hmm. Hmm. Black men made up a quarter of all working cowboys in the American Western Plains. And there's a cowboy museum, a black cowboy museum down in Texas, actually. It's really cool. The work was difficult, but like the black cowboys who had come before him, Steve excelled at it. But before long, he was convinced there were bigger and more rewarding experiences out there. Hmm. This is why Steve and his wife, Gail, chose to move north to Alaska Territory oh. in 1949. So it hadn't become a state yet. Yeah, I America's deep freeze. Oh, <laughs> America's... <laughs> I guess it is on top. <laughs> it is on top. The land which was purchased from Russia in 1867, which is silly because you absolutely not should not be able to buy land. It's true. Uh, and also large groups of indigenous nations were already there, including the Inuput, already lived on the land. And they had been there since the beginning. So this is all very, very silly. It is. Just like it did with the Wild West, quote unquote, the American government encouraged its citizens from the contiguous United States to move, occupy, and take up space in the new territory. Mm-hmm. The Hensons were taking part in this form of the northern manifest destiny. So they had all this land. They're like, I guess we got to put Americans up there. Yeah, get up there and build a homestead. That's exactly what Steve did. Uh, Steve Henson took on work as a plumbing contractor, building upwards of 2,500 houses in the Alaskan wilderness. Hmm. 
Because of the remote location, Steve also pulled double duty as a cook to feed the entire construction crew. Which isn't in his job description. It sure isn't. You're there to be a plumber, and uh, you're like, hey, we got some food. You want to cook? Maybe? (laughs) That would be a nightmare. That would be awful, yeah. Anytime I'm asked to do something that's not in my job description, I hate it. Yeah. Which is basically teaching 101. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're asked to teach kids, not all the other stuff. (laughs) The job of cook was a tall order. (laughs) You were a cook. I was a blind cook for four months. For four. That's more than I thought it was. That's a university summer, baby. Yeah, that's four months. And you will never cook an egg again. I will never cook egg again. (laughs) (laughs) Too many egg. Too many egg. The supplies that they were able to get either were canned or had arrived sitting in a shipping container for weeks. The vegetables were always dire. Mm. Quote, it's tough to feed men up in those bush jobs. <laughs> those bush jobs. <laughs> Do you know that dire vegetables are actually more dangerous than regular vegetables? <laughs> and they're bigger, like the wolves. <laughs> yeah. You can ride them <laughs> in the fantasy lands. <laughs> if you dare. If you dare. If they don't like something, they're as likely to throw it at the cook as they are to walk out cursing. Ugh. I had to come up with something to keep them happy, Henson told the Los Angeles Times in an interview. Henson made a vegetable dip out of the ingredients he had on hand. Mayonnaise, a handful of dry herbs, a whole heck of a lot of salt, and buttermilk. Mm. Oh, oh, I think I know what you it think is. You think you know? The creamy dressing was a staple on Henson's crew dinners, helping the food go down a lot easier. You gotta lubricate those veggies, <laughs> man. There's... Americans love lubrication for their vegetables. They really do. They do not want to taste a vegetable. Never. Absolutely. That is why white Americans tend to boil their vegetables to death or cover it in dip. I love a fresh veggie in dip, honestly. Yeah, I'm not. I can't. I don't know. Yeah? You're not a dipper? I'm not a dipper. Mm. I'm a chip dipper. Oh, I'm not a chip dipper. You're not a chip dipper. I don't dip a chip. Really? Yeah. If someone gave me a chip and dip, I'd say just the chip. How about, but how about, but how about salsa? I don't like salsa. Oh, you don't like salsa. Well, I don't like store-bought salsa. You like fresh. If I get like a fresh, if if there's like salsa and chips at a restaurant, I'll usually get into that. Okay, okay, okay. So that's the only dip that you are. You have specific uh, specifications. Oh, incredibly specific. It has to be a Tuesday. It has to be at a Mexican restaurant. Okay, now I will say I will dip a chip in guac. Yeah, guac is the ultimate dip. I will dip in guac all day. I was going to ask you, what's the ultimate dip? It's guac. Is it guac? It's guac. I have a special place in my heart for onion dip. Uh, You know, I have a special place in my heart for artichoke dip and a roasted red pepper dip, but those are for veggies, not for for chips. I would dip a veggie in there. I might. Bitch, I might. There's a lot of dips (laughs) that I would dip a veggie in. (laughs) I I got I have chips right now. I got out the hummus last night. I'm gonna yeah yeah yeah. Not for chips. No, (laughs) I don't play by the rules. I'll dip a pita bread. Oh yeah. (laughs) Friends, tell us what's your favorite dip. Do you dip a chip? I love a chip and dip. Do you dip a veg? (laughs) We are just two dips. (laughs) We are two dips. Chipping our way through the world. After three years in work, working in Alaska, Steve had earned, quote, more than he had ever thought possible. The Hensons were ready to move on to the next adventure. They relocated to Santa Barbara County, California, in 1954, where the couple purchased 
Sweetwater Ranch. Ooh, Sweetwater. Sweetwater. You know, that's just, it just means that their fucking water tastes like piss. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's, that's what they named it. Yeah. Well, or. Is it near Sweet Valley? <laughs> oh, the high school? Where the twins I live? I wish. Did you read those books? I never yeah, got to them. I, I was, I think I was, um, I think I was scared. Yeah. Because the girls on the books, the blondes, were very intimidating to me, a oh, small yeah, boy. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I, I graduated to Sweet Valley High from yeah. um, the uh, Babysitter's Club Diaries. Okay. Okay. I did do Babysitter's Club, did not make the jump. Did you read Babysitter's Club Diaries? Diaries. There was one of like Dawn and her friends in California. No. And one of them was named Ducky, and he was a homosexual. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, they're big, big, big gender feels for Ducky. Okay. I feel, I already feel comfortable <laughs> in that scenario. Yeah. So is Sweetwater High, did they solve mysteries? Sweet Valley High? Sweet Valley High. N- uh, no. I think they, they were just they girls. S- they solved social mysteries. <laughs> They solved the mystery of being a girl. The mystery of breaking up with Joey. Oh, Joey. So it was like Gilmore Girls. <laughs> no, no, not in any way. I don't know what Gilmore Girls is. Gilmore anyway. Girls is about a mom and a daughter. Oh, I didn't know that. You I thought they were sisters. Truly? Yeah, truly. Well, Absolutely. That, so that's the thing is that the mother is quite young. Oh. Because she was quite young when she had the and child. And so it's a, probably a toxic relationship that they're friends and not friends. Like, I wouldn't say it's toxic. I would say it's very caring. Now, where does Dean Winchester come in? Because I do know he's in it. Okay, well, his name was Dean, but not Winchester, what? and he was played by the one that plays Sam Winchester. Oh, so I thought it was Dean. Jensen. No, it was the, the other, other guy, one. Jared. The tall one. Okay, well, this is our Gilmore Girls. This is Gilmore Guys. Wait, that's already it. <laughs> no, this is Gilmore Boys. <laughs> Steve wanted to relive his cowboy days, but not in the saddle. Instead, he and Gail would turn to their new new real estate into a tourist destination oh. with lodging and, quote, Western activities Ooh. so that people could live out their Lone Ranger fantasies. Can I give a shout out to something? Please. I Right now, um, I have been hotly anticipating the return of two of my favorite streamers, okay. Jack and Kat. Oh, who <gasps> yes. Play, okay. They sometimes play Nancy Drew games yeah, yeah, on, yeah, on yeah. Kat's Twitch stream, which is Kat Bam Cabow on, on Twitch. Yeah. And uh, right now they're playing the the something of Shadow Ranch. And <gasps> like it's, the mystery of Shadow Ranch. Yeah, and it's like on a ranch in Arizona, and it's just been so, it's truly been so, so I'm already in like a cowboy place. Wow. Okay, imagine we're there. Okay, we're there. Shorty the cook is there. Yeah. He's suspicious. Tex is there. He's really mean and scary. <laughs> and we are picking vegetables in a mini game that will last for 12 minutes. <laughs> I do love those games, though. <laughs> and I've never played a single one. I've only watched them on Twitch. I know. I love them so much. <laughs> yes, please. I you know what? This is my night. This oh, is, yeah. That's what it I'm going to do. Be, it yeah, should be. It should be. This is what we're going to do. I'll post a link on our Twitter because okay. everyone should get to enjoy this. Yeah, we need to li- relive our ranch fed <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> the ranch became a popular gathering, gathering place, not because of the cowboy adjacent activities, but because of the lodge's food. Steve would serve up grub to anyone who came to the ranch for the day, taking in inspiration from the meals he concocted in Alaska. This included the buttermilk-based dressing. Mm. Soon, the condiment grew so popular, Steve and Gail began to prepare pre-mixed envelopes, like literal envelopes, of all the spices and herbs. All the consumers had to do was add their own buttermilk. The mix could be bought for 75 cents. Because of their quick local popularity, Steve and Gail wanted to rebrand their lodge. Sweetwater Ranch became Hidden Valley Ranch. (gasps) 
Oh. oh. <laughs> I'm hungry for ranch. <laughs> I gurgled. I don't know if we heard, but you you gasped, and then your stomach also has something to say. <laughs> I did a gurgle. I was, I'm wow. so hungry for ranch. Ranch. Hidden Valley. Hidden ranch. 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 It's not... Here's the thing. Steve's buttermilk dip became Hidden Valley Ranch dressing. Yeah. Because the ranch is an actual ranch. It's a ranch. But then it just got... We just say ranch. Now we just say... We don't say ranch dressing. We just say ranch. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Did you have a go-to dressing? Or do as you? Well, as a kid, I think okay. that's my question. Because so, ranch is a very, like, kid-centric I, dressing. I never ranched. You never I ranched. I don't know why. I didn't like it. Oh, I ranched all day. <laughs> but I will tell you, I Thousand Island... Oh, never for me. Yeah. <laughs> never in a million years also, would I. It's also called Russian dressing. Yeah. And it's pink. It's like pink. It's the original pink sauce. And it's, I think it's pickly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I will fuck up a thousand. I can't have it. I think it's got dairy in it. Oh, yeah. Um, but. Listen, oh. I love a ranch. Yeah. I love a Caesar. A Caesar, yes. Uh, I love a vinegar. Did you use Caesar as a kid? That's oh, yeah. I use Caesar as a kid all day. <laughs> Those chovies. Oh. Also, I would just take vinegar-based dressing and eat it on plain pasta. Okay. Um, and we had a questionably a questionable dressing in my what, house what, that I what, loved. What? And it was called Jamaica Mistake. <laughs> and I feel like there it it was I there's something bad there. At okay. Play. Was it like Thousand Island? It was creamy. Yeah. It was like a creamier like. Italian kind of thing, but it had a zing, you know? It had like kind of a. <laughs> Therefore, it being Jamaican. Yeah, it had like a Miracle Whip Wh- zing. White people. <laughs> miracle Whip zing! It was extremely white people, yeah. White people are like, oh, this is zingy. Let's call it Jamaican. <laughs> Has nothing to do with Jamaican. Maybe that'll come up in a future ad creep. Oh my but God. Hey, I love this stuff. I could have drank it. <laughs> I remember. I wasn't a salad, like, we didn't have salads. Yeah. Uh, in the 90s, us have salads? <laughs> we were at a ranch or, like, I guess we had blue cheese, but I was oh. blue cheese. But I remember, I think my mom ordered a Thousand Island dressing, and I tasted it and liked it, and that was my, I felt. You like, were go-to. I had a salad order. Oh, my God. And that uh, that made me feel like an adult. It's always Caesar for me, man. But uh, <laughs> one time I went to a friend's house, and we had Catalina dressing. What the fuck? And I thought that was what is so fancy. Catalina? So I don't know. It's like kind of a red-orange dressing. It's just like balsamic, isn't it? No, it's no. like, I don't know what it is, but it was, mm. there's something tomato-inspired in there's there. Something, there's a whiff of it. <laughs> This has been Dressing Dudes. There's a lot. <laughs> I, so now in my mid-30s, mm. mid to late 30s, oh God. Don't say that. Uh, I don't have a salad. I just put my salad under my food and my food becomes a dressing. Oh, yeah. So like we made a big pizza and I put a layer of spinach on the you bottom. You love that spinach. And then I just melt, then pizza is the dressing. You're a spinach pinch. <laughs> I am. So I had, a, <laughs> I had a spinach salad with pizza dressing. Oh, that sounds nice. Right? It sounds like it feels healthier. Is it? Absolutely not. <laughs> Going from dude ranch to ranch dressing was a quick transition for Hidden Valley. After starting up a mail order business, Steve and Gail had to use every room in their lodge to keep up the demand. <laughs> Just jars of mayonnaise. Ranch everywhere. Ranch everywhere in this ranch. <laughs> By the mid-1960s, Hidden Ranch, Hidden Valley Ranch was officially close to guests, but its condiment boomed. By the early 1970s, the Hensons fully incorporated Hidden Valley Ranch food products, mm. Inc. Nice. 
and open up their first factory to manufacture their dressing mixes in larger volumes. The production was quickly bought up by Clorox. Oh, no. Yep. In 1973 for $8 million dollars that was i did the math is 52 million in today's money that's pretty okay okay that's enough to retire on all right for Stephen gale yeah the brand that was produced the brand that was producing all fabric bleach charcoal mildew remover and liquid plumber was now in the food game Mm. a ranch is kind of like a um a bleach (laughs) for your guts And this is what blows my fucking mind. It used its chemistry background to produce shelf-stable ranch dressing that could be left on the kitchen table for 150 days without spoiling. No more envelopes of mixes or store-bought buttermilk add-ins necessary. So Steve and Gail's Hidden Valley ranch dressing, you had to add your own buttermilk because everything else was a powder because you couldn't put it out there. The Clorox is like, don't worry, we have we have the science, folks. We have the tools. With the Clorox buyout came an up in commercialization. It produced the first Hidden Valley Hidden Valley Ranch dressing ad in the late 80s. The commercials featured a fictionalized Hidden Valley, rolling hills. I remember it. Yeah, farmers with spotless overalls plucking pre-washed heads of lettuce from the ground. Children dipping their vegetables in ranch dressing after a hard day of frolicking. (laughs) Hidden Valley Ranch's first ad campaign has a odd, pleasant feel to it. Mm. It sells ranch dressing as the condiment equivalent of white picket fences or baseball. A homogeneous American dream filled with happy white people who only eat their vegetables if it's dipped in mayo or buttermilk. This fictional world that we can imagine was built by people who participated in Manifest Destiny. Yep. Who went out to the wilds of Alaska or California to, quote, conquer and tame it. Hidden Valley Ranch is an odd Disneyfication of a Clorox product that is mass produced in factories with ingredients that come from unsustainable greenhouses, all while selling the image of picturesque farms painted with a sunrise glow and a soft focus. And much like Manifest Destiny, the American public ate it up. Mm. Ranch has been the best-selling salad dressing in the United States since 1992. Wow. It took over from Italian. Italian. (laughs) Which is just oil. It's just, Italian's just oil and spices. (laughs) It's just oil. Steve Henson was able to see his condiment boon in popularity. He passed away in Reno, Nevada, February 23rd, 2007. Mm -hmm. His family said of him, quote, he could always tell a story and make it better. Today's ranch dressing bears little to no resemblance of Steve's original blend. A product created by a black cowboy is now a bleached, watered-down dip you can now squirt on pizza. Mm. Hidden Valley Ranch's story is very similar to a lot of American food products when you get down to it. A marginalized member of the community works hard, creates a food that is beloved by all, and a large corporation buys it up and whitewashes everything using marketing and advertising. Truly, the buttermilk and mayo-filled American dream. Yeah, it's interesting because it's like we've covered so many products where it's like um, an immigrant from yep. you know Italy or Germany or something comes over, makes a product, and it becomes beloved, and they become a billionaire, yeah. and then they ruin politics for the next several decades. <laughs> Um, and this, there's a very definitive difference yeah, in the trajectory. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, and I, I didn't know it was a created by a black man, B a black fucking cowboy. Yeah. Who just like created it up in Alaska. Um, but that history paired with that weird manifest destiny, 
of the like Alaskan wilderness and the West, the mm-hmm. weird, they yeah. had a, like a chip on their shoulder for the West and the commercial is very, it is very interesting. And this like creation of this, like they've like mythicalized what the hidden, hidden valley, valley ranch is. is. Yeah. Cause hidden Valley is not a Valley. It's a ranch. Yeah. The ranch is now the dressing. And the, all the commercials are this beautiful, like, yeah, glossy valley. Do you want to see it? I want to see the... Show me the valley. Show me your valley. Take me to the valley. This is Hidden Valley's You Can't Cheat on Freshness, 1989. Watch me. <laughs> I'm going to about to get fresh, <laughs> folks. If you want to watch this ad along with us, you can look in our sources. We'll return after these messages. Spend a little time in Hidden Valley, and you'll discover that you can't rush the growing season. You can't cheat on freshness. And there's just no substitute for Hidden Valley Ranch. The dressing that brings your salmon that valley-fresh taste. Hidden Valley Ranch. It's the original. to the show oh that valley fresh taste <laughs> what does hey what does your valley taste like <laughs> <laughs> since starting testosterone yikes <laughs> <laughs> like a meat market down there <laughs> hidden valley ranch yeah the original oh you know they just showed us a beautiful landscape very pastoral very pastoral extremely uh yeah it really does have that like post-frontier feeling yeah it, um, it has like morning in america yeah exactly feeling. yeah our town like, where's foghorn leghorn come oh, boy. on <laughs> boy oh boy the rolling hills they did film it in california yeah i guess that's close yeah we see uh we see a lot of like beautiful shots of, of rolling hills mm-hmm. we see a farm where a white farmer is uh picking uh, some sort of lettuce mm-hmm. we see it's so free it's so fresh it's so fresh oh that baby's been sprayed with some kind of chemical oh boy oh boy oh boy <laughs> and we see a tomato a beautiful glossy dew dripping tomato oh, sexual and then we see it just poured over a salad and yeah oh, it does look hey, good hey that was the oh really <laughs> It was really white. Like, it was real. hey, like, it was really, I thought ranch is supposed to have, like, a spices Yeah, it. it's like an off-white oh. color with, you know, little flecks of this and it that. It had no flecks. This ranch yeah, had that no flecks. Really, I mean, I guess it must have been a tight grind on the flecks, but. I want to say they just poured paint. Like <laughs> I mean, for the paint. commercial? Probably, yeah, yeah. That's what it looked like. It looked like white paint. Yeah. They poured it over Ooh. those veggies, and Ooh. then we saw some children at play. And after they ate their vegetables. Yeah. Mm. They were like, now I have energy. <laughs> Thanks, America. <laughs> oh. Woof. 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 Okay. It's 2022. It's 2022. Yeah. Ranch. Mmm. Mmm. Ranch. I don't know. Mm, ranch? Ranch? Mmm. <laughs> ranch. She's still here. She's still here, folks. Yeah. We're still eating her. <laughs> um, Ew, gross. Okay. <laughs> consensually. Consensually. Yeah, that's fine. Um... And uh, I think this, because <laughs> one thing that you uh, mentioned at the end of your your uh, ad really yeah. stuck with me, which is that you put it on pizza now. Yeah, you do put it on the pizza now. So I think it's like we're in a valley. We're in a valley. We're in a valley. Is she hidden? Sort of a, a Monsanto truck sort of rolls uh, up <laughs> and just starts getting on those vegetables. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, we see, you know, uh, 
California farm workers who are striking right now. Yep. Uh, as we record this. Hmm, maybe um, that's why I did this ad. <laughs> just uh, just on the picket line while all the vegetables are hanging out in the field. And, yeah, rotting slowly. Yep, and then uh, we see some kids at a defunct pizza hut <laughs> dipping their pizza in ranch. Hidden Valley, we've been there since the beginning, <laughs> but not in the history timeline you think of. <laughs> This alternate timeline. This Hidden Valley is pro-labor. Oh, wow. <laughs> They're probably not. No, I absolutely... Clorox? You absolutely not. They're no, I mean my not. fictional Hidden Valley. Oh, your fictional Hidden Valley. By the way, did you know Clorox was very litigious when people called other dressings ranch? Oh, I'm not surprised by that at all. Yeah, you cannot... You can, we are the only ranch. We are the only ranch. You can call it ranch-style dressing, I think, oh. <laughs> but not ranch. Or like I don't know, cowboy cra- cowboy cream. <laughs> don't call it that. <laughs> Come on, craft. Call your ranch cowboy cream. Yeah, don't be cream. a coward, craft. <laughs> That's what we want. If you call it cowboy cream, I might get into it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's my new dressing is cowboy cream. Cowboy cream. Mm. <laughs> we pay our workers a fair wage. Yeah. <laughs> you hear it here, folks. You got some more cowboy cream for me. Oh, I've got some sort of. Let me just check my old uh, cream machine. Cream machine. (laughs) My my phone. Uh, Yeah, I've got (laughs) I've got a good uh, creamy ad for you. Okay, actually, so creamy. The local ad that you're gonna yeah is gonna be really creamy. I know the perfect one. Okay, I can't wait. If Ah. you want to see, look in our sources and also uh, support farm workers. Yeah. Give me some of that mm-mm, good meat falls off the bone. Baby, I'm hungry. I said, baby, you hungry? Let's head to Mr. Spriggs and get us some ribs. 1017 South Air Depot. I need that S-P-R-I-G-G-S. When I'm dealing with Mr. Spriggs, I only deal with the best. Gotta have that S-P-R-I-G-G-S. Call 733 Mr. Spriggs Barbecue. It's always Mr. Spriggs Barbecue. Tender. Mr. Spriggs Barbecue falls off the bone. Mr. Spriggs Barbecue, Spriggs Barbecue, Mr. Spriggs Barbecue. It's always Mr. Spriggs Barbecue. Tender. Mr. Spriggs Barbecue falls off the bone. Mr. Spriggs Barbecue, Mr. Spriggs Barbecue. Oklahoma's best barbecue. Mr. Spriggs, located at 1017 South Air Depot. A call 733-8578. So this is uh, Mr. Spriggs Barbecue from Oklahoma City. Yeah. Midwest City, Oklahoma. Yeah, okay. Um, and this is an ad that was made by Mr. Spriggs Barbecue. And then Will Farrell and Adam McKay saw it and became obsessed with it. Yeah. And so put it on their Funny or Die website. Wow. Yeah. It's not funny or die. It's no. actually legit good. Yeah. It's And also, okay, so in a previous episode, I was really ragging on a legal ad for their incorporation of a yeah. phone number into their jingle. Yeah. And this is how it's done, This folks. is how it should be done. This is, they incorporated the address, the phone number into the jingle. They had runs they had like it was just so good they had big casey and jojo energy they did and i really appreciate that and you learn everything you need to know and it sounds delicious it sounds delicious and the the cutting of the meat was very oh it looked so Mm. good i'm so fucking hungry i do (laughs) 
<laughs> Good thing we ordered a shit ton of sushi. <laughs> Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, I just think that's an achievement in in yeah. um l- in advertising jingles, Mwah. not just local ads, all ads. all ads, all ads. This is this is the pinnacle, folks. This is the one to beat. If you have a local ad that you think has a fine jingle, you can email <laughs> us at creeps at gmail Yeah, and you can find us on Twitter at ad creeps, and we love to hear from you. We love to hear from you. <laughs> Why don't you croon for us, my friends? What? You know, I'm asking the... To croon? Yeah. Into our inbox? Yeah. I don't like the vibes. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's eject. Yeah. Until next time, we, we are, are signing, signing off. off. Hmm, but first, word for my spouse. Do do boop boop a doop. That's the scat man. That's the scat man. Not the crazy man. That's Frog. the scat man. You dance like an old grandpa. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me put my dancing shoes on, kids. Get my fingers a going. Oh my god. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>